Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. I am truly glad that you have joined us today. Um, you know, our world is so strange. I was talking to Steve Gasser just a minute ago about how the world is so different than the world that we remember. We've got uh, Putin, who is just a maniacal maniac, it seems, and uh, all the lives that are destroyed, all the people that lose their homes, their families, they lose their lives, they lose body parts, all because somebody else wants their land. And when we look around and we see our country, and it's not the country that we remember either, we look around and, and we remember sometimes, those of us that are a little bit older, we remember when summers meant going down to the park and playing in the pool and riding our bikes and horses and all kinds of things that we used to do. Playing ball was a big thing. And now we look around and we feel like the innocence of those times is completely gone. And we look and the kids are mostly playing video games and the world seems like it is just irreparable. And we say to ourselves, I guess surely nothing good can come along. And so I was thinking about it, and as Steve and I were talking, and I told him, I said, you know, I said, uh, I think that's the direction the show needs to take at this moment, is to talk about that. Well, I wanted to read you something, and I wanted to talk uh, to you guys a little bit about our future and who we are and where we've come from. So at the mission, our mission has never changed in regards to what our mission statement is. We need to preach the gospel. We need to love the people. Despite what anybody says to you, uh, we care about all the people that come to our door. It doesn't matter to me the color of your skin or where you've come from. We're going to help you. We're also never going to violate the Word of God about what sin is and what it looks like. So we will always take that stance regardless of what anybody ever thinks of us. But as I've told you before, it doesn't matter who comes to our door from what background. If they're hungry, we'll feed them. If they need clothing, we'll give them clothing. If they're thirsty, we'll give them water. We have beds to give them rest. And so we do that, and, and it doesn't matter what they think of us or what their theological background is or what their lifestyle background is. But we also maintain the integrity of the gospel of the message of Jesus Christ at the mission. We believe 100% of the infallibility of Scripture, and we're never going to back up on that, or I won't be there. Uh, I have told the board of directors ever since I started nearly 17 years ago that there are hills that I would die on, and those hills are the gospel message. Jesus Christ saved me, and I owe him everything. 
His word is infallible, and I believe it. Uh, You can paint me with the brush of hatred, but if you do, you're wrong. Uh, God has taken that from me. I care about the salvation of men and women and boys and girls, and that's just the truth. I'm not trying to convince you of it because, well, you can't convince somebody of anything. Uh, Our lives are our lives, and they're an open book to those who know us. But I also know the discouragement that you feel today in our world. And so I wanted to read you from the Scripture uh, just a little bit. And if you turn to Joshua 1, you're going to find these words. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord had spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. I would like you to picture yourself in that moment in time. You just found out that the leader who has led you for the last 40 years is dead. You're standing at the, at the, right at the Jordan before uh, the promised land. And yet now, the leader that you've known ever since you were a kid, because don't forget, all the adults who had sinned against God perished in the desert, and now it was the new generation except for Caleb and Joshua. And so they're standing before the promised land, standing at the Jordan, and how hopeless some of them must have felt. But God never leaves us alone, and he never lets us own to our own devices as long as we continue to lift our eyes up to him you know, the Bible tells us, where, where does my help come from? I look to the hills, where does my hope come from? It comes from God, the Lord of heaven and earth, right? So it says that it came to pass, and Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over the Jordan and all this people to the land which I have given to them, the children of Israel. And so... He's reminding them of the promise of God. Do you need to be reminded and do I need to remind you uh, or myself of the promise of God? The promise of God was that I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you even to the end of this age. And whether we, whether those saints that went before us perished in the the lion's den or the uh, were crucified or whatever happened to them, God's promise was fulfilled. He never left them, never forsook them. And they stand now in the presence of God. And so we need to take solace in the fact that God has told us, hey, I'm going to be with you. I promised you. He promised Israel the promised land he delivered. He has promised you eternity, and if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, it's a guarantee. In all the history of everything written, God has never broke his promise. I know that I have broken many promises to God. I know that I have failed God on an absolutely regular basis. I know that I am not worthy 
to stand in the kingdom of God and that my righteousness is but filthy rags. I know that. I also know that Jesus said to come to me, all those that are weary and heavy laden. I know that that at a moment in time, I put on that yoke that is with Jesus. Remember, in an agrarian society, they knew about farming, they knew about the beasts of the field, and they would train the, the small, the young calves to be hooked up to a yoke, and they would take a big, strong bull to actually carry the load, but get them used to wearing it. And Jesus said, it's my yoke, and my yoke is light, because he carries the weight of it. He carried the weight of our sin to the cross. He delivers us who come to him by faith. When we repent and when we come to him, we open up our hearts, and we have no ability to change our lives. But guess what? He does. And so if you have come to Jesus Christ and he has changed your life and given you direction, he's given you the promises of eternity that you will dwell with him in the house of the Lord forever. That's a big deal. I have a friend, and I'm going to leave his name out of this, but I love him dearly and his wife as well. And he is going home to be with the Lord. I don't know when, but probably not a great deal of time. And he, he loves the Lord and he knows his destination, but he's sad. And he's sad because of all the things that the people we will leave behind. But he remembers that it was never his righteousness, it's God's. He knows that, that his moment when it comes is God's choice and that he is not abandoning him to death. He is taking him home to glory. And, I mean, I, I grieve for him because I'm going to miss him. Uh, I told him that when I was a kid, my grandmother was Canadian and she had to go home every six months. And I cried when she left because I loved my grandmother very much. And I cried not because I was never going to see her again, but I cried because I was going to miss her. And so is the same way with our friends and loved ones, right? And then as we see the world, as I was alluding to earlier, turning on us, and when we see the world is not what it once was, and we see the immorality and the hatred and the greed and all the things that are happening, we have a tendency to be discouraged. But again, our promise and our hope is not here. Our promise and our hope is in Christ. And he promised us and gave us the guarantee of the Holy Spirit. And so we have never been, as believers, we have never been part of this world. We have always been a part of God's kingdom. We are sojourners walking through this life and this place and this world. And so... I guess you guys have heard me say, you know, if you 
if you go and rent a room some in some other town, you don't go out to a furniture store and start decorating the room because it's not your home. And yet we spend most our lives decorating this place that we live in, and it's not our home either. So when the day comes that that uh, we lose our freedom or we lose our property or whatever, we know that we, we stand as citizens of another kingdom, of God's kingdom. And it says, it goes on to say, Now therefore arise and go over to the Jordan, you and all the people to the land which I have given them, the children of Israel, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will give to you, as I said to Moses. He's reminding them again and again of the promises of God that he has never broken. From the wilderness of the Lebanon, of Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. And no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. When God wills something, it is going to come to pass. And he has willed that his people will walk into glory someday. And no man can stand between you and the God we serve. No man can take from you the promises of God. No man can destroy what God has promised you or make God a false witness. It says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Remember those words didn't come just at Joshua's time, but Jesus himself said those very same things. I will never leave you I will never forsake you. But here's here's the part that we also need to remember that God is requiring something of us. And he says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law. Well, I'm stopping right here to remind you once again that I am not saying that we are saved by the law, but saved individual, child of God out there, do you not know that, that as the Bible says, that the love of the world is, is enmity with God? Do you not realize that, that we can't embrace the world and then turn around and say that we're following God so we need to know his laws and know his statutes to be so in love with him that we obey the law not out of a sense of salvation but out of a sense of gratitude and love for the Savior and that growing thing inside us as the Holy Spirit builds our faith. Do not turn from it to the right nor to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Think about that. Don't, don't 
keep your eyes on the left side of the road or the right side of the road, but keep your eyes straight on Jesus, all his statutes, on his word, as we walk towards the kingdom of God. Don't look to the right or to the left and fall off into a ditch, but follow God in everything that he's doing and trust him in all his ways. Are there going to be moments that you're trembling in the darkness? Yeah, probably so. Are you afraid at times? Yes. Um, but I'm just, I'm just saying to you that God wants the best for you. I want the best for you. I want the best for me. I mean, I have fears and trepidation about the future as well. But I have to constantly remind myself that God is holy and sovereign and his will will always be done and his promises have always been solid, right? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Do you think that maybe sometimes our problems come from the fact that we're not in our word? When we're confronted with something, we don't know how to deal with it because we never read uh, it in the Bible. We didn't take the time to study the Bible so that the answers are before us when we're having a quandary, when we're in trouble, when we don't know what to say or to do. We haven't put the words of God into our hearts, and so we're not, we're not prepared. to meditate on them day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And success isn't necessarily big house, big car, big money. Uh, maybe you have no house, no car, no money. But what success is, is being confident in the Lord in being assured of your salvation, of walking in a newness of life, of loving and caring for others many times more than even of yourself. Um, that's how it is in marriage. That's how it is in relationships. We need to put those other people ahead of ourselves. Put that wife ahead of you. Put that husband ahead of you. Uh, that will... And, and put God above all things. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid. And there it is. Not only do we need to have courage, but we need not to be afraid when we're facing the roar of the lion or the, the heckling of the people or the accusations of those that are false witnesses against us for the sake of Christ. We will be vindicated someday. But here's the key. We need to be the only people that have enemies and that we pray for our enemies and we truly want them to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We don't want our enemies to go to hell. We don't want those that dislike us to suffer. What we want them to do is to be brought to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and not to build our ranks, not to make sure we outnumber the bad guys. No, we want them in Christ Jesus so that they are not in the flames of hell. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you 
Where is he with you? Everywhere you go. There is no place so deep. I, I have thought about it before, about those people that went down to the sea and went into submarines, and those submarines were lost in the deepest and the darkest place of the ocean. There was no place they could go that God wasn't with them. I think of the heights of, the, of Everest and all those places, and there's no place so high that you can be lost to the, our Savior, that God does not know where you are. And there's no place that he has abandoned and left you alone. So as we come down to the last few minutes, I want to remind us of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who stood before the fiery furnace and certainly standing before a furnace that could kill the guards that opened up the door. It's got to be a terrifying thing. I mean, to be burned alive, right? And to have the confidence that God has said to you, I'm not going to leave you, I'm with you. And I've always loved the statement when the king says, is your God powerful enough to deliver you from the fiery furnace? And the reply was, oh, he is powerful enough to deliver us from the furnace, O king. But even if he does not deliver us, we will never bow down before you. Why? Because they had confidence in the promises of God that even though they be slain, that he will, they will see the Lord God again. They will be somewhere else, and that somewhere will be in the house of the Lord forever. So there they were, and the king, filled with rage, threw them into the fiery furnace, stoked so hot that it killed other men. And as the guards looked into the fiery furnace, they saw four men walking around in the fiery furnace. The ropes had been burned off. And the question was, wait, wait, hold on a minute. Didn't we throw three guys into the furnace? Well, yes, that's what they believed. But the promise was, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And I, like some many other people of faith, believe that what they were witnessing was the pre-incarnate Christ himself, who is guaranteeing never to leave, never for, to forsake. And so into the flames, he not only kept them from perishing, but he walked around in there demonstrating he doesn't leave us. We're down to one minute, so I want to leave you with this that God sometimes delivers us from the flames and sometimes he delivers us through the flames. That if we keep him number one in everything we do, you may never get rich, you may never get powerful, you may, uh, and we're all going to die someday unless the Lord comes back, but here's the bottom line to it. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And it's a guarantee from the risen Lord of glory himself.
So, my friends, don't be discouraged, but be of great courage. Go to Joshua 1, read it again. And so, as always, my dearest friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.